It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et, et bonsoir, Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. You know I love life. I take it that you love life too. So I just, I need to ask you something that has nothing to do with relationships, but I'm going to ask you tonight again because I just drove 30 miles to come to the studio. And at least three people were texting and driving. Please, I, this is not an announcement from the Highway Patrol. It's just your humble servant and your favorite French dude. Don't text and drive. I don't want to die. You don't want to die. So it has to stop. Please. Anyway, so that's my little announcement for tonight. But I really love life. I'm sure you do. I love my friends, my family. I just, just so stupid text and driving. So just that has to stop. That said, if you have a question about not driving or texting, but about your relationship, call me. 855-905-8255. If you want an answer to your relationship question, dial 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Jenny. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. How can I help you tonight? My question is, I, uh, I've been single for about two years, and uh, I just, I really don't know how to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, if I if I ever like someone, should I go up to them or should I wait for them to come to me? I understand. Well, when was the last time you liked somebody and you wish you had made the first step? I guess about a year ago, uh, I liked somebody, but it was kind of somebody that I, I worked with. Okay. And, and then uh, what happened? I, well, we were both um, going to be uh, traveling, actually. We were in the same city. And um, I thought that they wouldn't want to see me. I knew that they were going to be in the same city, but I thought that they wouldn't want to see me. So I invited uh, somebody else to come along with me. Uh-huh. And I sort of sabotaged mm-hmm. um, my chance. chance with them. And why do you think you did that? Because I was so insecure that they wouldn't care that I was in the same town and I didn't want to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. The good news is don't regret the past because you were not ready for it. The reason you did that or sabotage that chance and because you were just too, too insecure, too worried. And that means we have to respect the time to heal from the past, right? I always say clean the past to kiss the future because unless we're ready for the next step, let's not rush it. So that's the first thing. And then Ginny, next time you like somebody, and you feel, you know, an attraction. Don't bring anybody, no third wheel, of course. And finally, us guys, we are very, very sensitive to two signals, smile and eyes. If a woman smiles at me a little too long than normal or looks at me for a little too long or do both together, I know what that means. It means hello, bonjour, even if she doesn't say it. And then if you want to pass the signal, you just have to, you know, like touch his, his uh, arm for half a second is the signal that you like him. That, that's all you need. You don't have to say, I like you. Do I? No, a little bit too long in the eyes, the smile a little too long. And then you, you might just feel his, his shoulder. Just one second. And the man understand the signal that you may be interested in might say something like, you know, hey, let's get together for coffee or reach out to you. Okay. Okay, thanks. That's good advice. Okay, so good luck to you, and thank you for your phone call. Thank you. 
So now you kind of know what signals you can do to have a, a guy be interested in you if you're a woman. Now, if you're a guy and you want to signal a woman you like that you like her, what should you do? I'll tell you that next. Stay with me. So obviously I'm not a woman and I'm a Frenchman, but this is what I've witnessed. And if you're a woman, you can tell me if, if you agree with me. Basically, when a guy likes you, usually he's going to start a conversation and try to get you to ask you questions about you, engage in your attention into his conversation. He's going to try to find one thing you may like, one thing you have in common. It could be food, it could be weather, it could be a football team. He's going to look for something to talk about with you that's going to lead to longer conversations. I mean, gentlemen will be gentlemen, but I think in this, in this day and age, the best way to know if somebody is into you is how much the conversation gets about what you like. Right? That's what I've noticed from my American friends, how they do if they want to attract the attention of a woman they like. Now, how would a Frenchman do the same thing in France for a French woman? There's a different technique. That technique is next. How would you like to be approached by a man if you're an American woman? My first observation was, if you're here in America, the easiest and nicest way, I think, to engage a, a woman is to start a conversation, find common grounds, and then get to know each other. The French have a very different technique in France. I would go to a French woman and say, Tu es une très belle femme. You are a beautiful woman. Comment tu t'appelles? What is your name? And then the question, Are you single? And we don't, like, blah, blah, or beat around the bush. We want to know the answers of those questions. If in the middle of this you say, I'm not single, we end the conversation and we say, bonne journée, have a great day. So it's just two different techniques, two different continents, two different cultures. And in Rome, do as the Romans. So if you're in Paris and you're a man, you want to approach a French woman, you know how. If you're in America, you can uh, respect the American tradition to just mostly start a conversation before you start paying compliments and then everything else, step by step. That is at least what I've observed. And next on The Rendezvous, time for your questions, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Denise. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Denise. What is going on with you tonight? So I started dating this guy, Scott, and um, he's so hot and he has muscles and he's like just very attractive. And, um, after our first kiss, I was like, he's, he's like maybe not the freshest of breath. And then, um, I just realized like he might have a little BO, like maybe just not the greatest hygiene. And I just don't know if I should, you know, nip it in the bud, dump him or give him a second chance or how I would even, because he's so hot and so nice. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe give him a shower. Um, <laughs> 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 well, listen, uh, the thing is, the thing is, um, you, you can go on a second date and, and, and see if it was just an accident or like didn't have time to shower. Why? Because I really believe that your hygiene represents almost your, your, your subconscious, your, who you are in the most intimate way. And if you're not clean, if you're not taking care of yourself, you might look as, as you said, as hot as possible and muscly and all this. But if you're not clean, then I would not date you. But I would, I would give him a second chance. I would, I would go on a second chance thinking, right. you know, let's see if it's a second time. If it's not, 
then you're good. If it is, then I would not see him again. Right. That makes perfect sense, Simon. Yeah, like maybe just had a bad day and was running late or something. Well, let's give him a chance. That's why I said, you know, if it was uh, something recurring, I would say, no, that's enough. But if it's just one time, first time, let's give him a second chance. Don't don't signal anything. We want him to, to, to show up just as he is without thinking you and I talked. And then we can see if he was back at his best or this guy is not worth you dating him. That sounds good. Thank you, Simon. All right, Denise. Good luck to you with that hot stud. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Bye, Simon. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. I mean, I got to ask you this question. Have you ever, in a moment of passion, kind of disregard the hygiene of your partner? (laughs) Let's just talk about this. That's going to be funny. Next. If you're 100% honest with me, have you ever had ooh-la-la or romantic moment in the heat of the moment with a partner that his or her hygiene was not 100% where it should have been? But you still went for it. And actually, I'm going to post this question at therendezvousshow.com for you to vote on. Is showering before ooh-la-la necessary for you? Please go vote, therendezvousshow.com. But I can say that I'm almost certain that most of us have disregarded that in the moment of passion or some under the influence of alcohol. I, I have a little story to, to share with you next, so stay with me. It's coming back from the past. Next. So here's a question, and here's my story. The question for you to go vote on is, do you think showering before ulala is necessary? And here's my story. I must say, in the past... In my younger wild days, you know how you go out in clubs, dirty dancing and all of that? (laughs) The good old days. And you make out and there's romantic moment and you go home with this lovely woman and then ooh la 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 la. And then you realize (laughs) that, you know, there's no shower in between of anything. The point is, I can confess that, yes, it has happened to me, and, uh, and, and that's just life. So go vote. I, just, I laugh because just a memory just came back to my mind. Just a lovely night, but didn't include the shower before, for sure. C'est la vie, et la vie est belle. Life is beautiful. So go vote, therendezvousshow.com. Is showering necessary before ooh And you call that next. If you want to share a love story with me, I would love it. So call me, 855 905 8255. Bonjour, Chanel. Bonjour, Samar. Bonjour. Uh, first of all, Chanel, I love that name, the famous Coco Chanel. So I love yes. talking to a <laughs> Chanel. Uh, I know you have a love story to share, and God knows I need to hear this tonight. Yeah, so the story is of how my amazing husband, Chris, proposed to me um, last year. And we have been dating for about five years at the time. And I thought we were just going out to dinner one night. But it turns out he took me to the restaurant where we had our first date. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the evening, he took us on what he called a tour of our relationship. So we went from the place where we had our first date to the restaurant where we had our first kiss to um, an old apartment that I used to live in where we had a first 
ooh la la. <laughs> and um, then we also went to his place of work where we spent a lot of time, my um, family's house where we spent a lot of time together. And then we ended um, in this beautiful park and he had a hired, actually a professional photographer to hide in the bushes <laughs> and photograph. <laughs> The engagement and actually after he proposed and of course I said yes we went back to a restaurant where some of our friends were wow. and the photographer had already gone and printed off some of the photos and brought them to us at the restaurant so we had this amazing framed photo of what had happened just like an hour earlier and it was the most oh. amazing way to start our you know lives together oh for sure how did that make you feel when he proposed I was well I was I think I blacked out a little bit, honestly. <laughs> I was so <laughs> overwhelmed. And I actually, I spotted, because I'm sneaky, I spotted the photographer there right before he proposed. So I thought, oh my God, this is it. He was proposing. And I started crying. I was so happy, so overwhelmed. I think I said yes before he even stopped speaking. Um, <laughs> wow. Perfect. Love that. Well, listen, congratulations to both of you. I give him a lot of credit, too, for organizing the whole thing so smoothly. <laughs> You know, and that's for all of us. You know, we have to remember that, guys, that, you know, a good proposal takes a little bit of planning sometimes. And so that is something to remember. Chanel, thank you so much. Congratulations to you and your future husband. And have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. I'm changing gears now because I want to go help somebody who emailed me a question about her divorce. And she needs my help. So that's coming up next. If you have a question 24-7 and you don't want to dial in, just email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Miranda, what's going on with Wendy and her ex-husband now? Wendy says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Wendy. It's been almost four months since my husband and I separated and we are in the process of getting a divorce. I have no desire to date anyone right now, but my husband is dating and it makes me so angry. I don't want to be with him, but the idea that he is moving on so easily makes me really angry and upset, and I don't know how to get over it. Do you have any advice for me, Simon? Yeah, so basically, what can you do if you see your ex-husband moving on so easily and you can't seem to move on? What to do? I'm going to tell you that next. What can you do if you just recently divorced, just a couple months, and you have no desire to get back with your husband, but what makes you upset and really mad is that he's been dating other women so easily. That pisses you off, and you don't know how to get over it. So, Wendy, thanks for the email. The best thing you can do is I would like you to think about talking to a shrink about it. Why? Because I want you to detox. And it's not a divorce paper that changes that. It takes you to get over all the disappointment, all the anger, all the sadness, all that happened, and tell that story in details to a good shrink, to detox. A friend can't really do that work for you. It has to be somebody that you go see that knows how to handle that kind of things. But please, follow my advice. If it's still hurting you, go talk to somebody and clean the past to kiss the future. And you will never care about what your ex-husband does ever again. So I hope that helps you. You call that next on The Rendezvous. 855-905-8255. Any question for me? I'm here. Hannah, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. <laughs> I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So, 
I was on my uh, computer and uh, my boyfriend and I share a big desktop and he still had his Facebook open and I have never done this before, but I looked at his messages. I don't know why. I, I honestly, I've never checked anything he's ever had and he's been messaging another girl. Oh no. And he's been trying to meet up with her. And he's made it quite clear that he he wants to do things with her, but um, he he hasn't managed to. He's not been able to. So I just I don't know. Is Simon is that even cheating? You, Should I just break up with him? They they've tried to meet up and it just not happened clearly from the messages. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what to do. So um, before we answer what to do, give me any good reason for you to continue to date somebody who's behind your back, is organizing anything he can to have ulala with somebody else than you. I don't think I have one. Yes. So, I mean, the thing is, we always have to remember that key question. Is there a good reason, now that you've snooped and found the truth, that he wants to have ulala behind your back and cheat on you, and you know that in advance, if I were you, I would not make a big scene. I would move on and not even give him the reason until the very end. Say it's not working out for you. Move on and and then don't give a second chance to be heartbroken. You just happen to know the truth. I think by him leaving his Facebook open, it's a passive-aggressive move for you to find out anyway. Yeah. So you found out things you should have never you know, found out. He subconsciously wants you to find out. You got the message. You take your pride, you take, you know, your self-esteem, and you move on, Hannah. That's my advice. Thank you, Simon. You, you are welcome. I'm sorry yeah, to be a Debbie Downer, but no, I'm here to protect you. I think you. That's, you're so right. You're so right. Oh, my gosh. So protect your dignity, Hannah. That's very important. Yeah. And I have move my on. pride. Thank you so much, Simon. You're most welcome, and have a good night. You too. I have one last question for you to finish this show. Would it bother you if your partner still communicated with their ex? That key question is coming up next. Would it bother you if your partner still communicated with their ex? I mean, sometimes, I mean, listen, I am one of them. I still have friendships with most of my exes. It's true. And so... Even though I'm in a relationship, I'm still communicating here and there with my ex saying, you know, once in a great while, not often, not every day, but I'll say hi and say, you know, how are you? Somebody asked me, how are you? Appreciate it. Because I think, you know, friendship is the continuation of a love story. A healthy love story should always end up in a friendship. But would it bother you if your partner still communicate with the ex? You voted fine by me, 43%. And 57% of you said, nope, absolutely not. So... I'm in the minority, but I just let it for your reflection before I end the show. Being friend with an ex is a sign of a healthy relationship at the end. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.